0: Before we get started with today's show i want to remind everyone that we have a patreon page so to support us by becoming a patron for three dollars a month you can go to patreon.com burn it down by donating three dollars a month you can help us stay afloat buy new equipment such as mics and you can help us put out more quality content for the Burning Down podcast, where we host interview shows, the Shooting the Ship with Living J podcast, where we pick a topic and go in on it, and the What's Left of Your Childhood podcast, the movie review podcast, where we review movies specifically from the time where Liv and I and Alicia and Zoe were children. So please help us one more time. That's- Patreon.com slash burn it down. Three dollars a month. Thanks a lot,
1: guys. Um and also I think I think what leftists what lefties gotta understand. Mm-hmm. Here's here's what I think people really, 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 really need to understand in the lesson that 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 needs to be learned from Bernie's candidacy. Mm. Both of them. One, our message resonates with people, a mass amount of people, that a dude that nobody ever fucking heard of could put the fear of God into Hillary Clinton, and then Barry had to circle the wagons for Joe Biden to save his weak-ass campaign, (laughs) that he could do that on ideas, on helping people, period, Mm -hmm. not, oh, I'm not racist. Whatever the fuck that even means these days, that he could do that, that's powerful. We need to learn that lesson. That's powerful. Mm -hmm. Two, and I don't think enough lefties understand this, and I want us to understand this. The same reason why Bernie could run the campaign that he did and gain the support and devotion that he did from people like us is the same reason he lost. Bernie had no friends. That's why we loved him. But that's also why he lost. He never played the game. The thing that made him appealing to us is also why he lost. He never played the game with these people. Mm -hmm. He, He never even called himself a Democrat. He never played the fucking game. And what you're see, seeing in this newer generation, particularly AOC, who somebody told her she could become president one day. Mm. And that's informing everything that she does. She's trying to play the game while also championing these issues. That's what motherfuckers don't understand. when like, And also, it's like, okay, so what? Y'all want Hakeem Jeffries in there? Y'all want to empower him? <laughs> yeah. That's who y'all want to empower. Thank you. That's the choice. That's the choice. Yeah, he's black. That's what the and that's what the libs are gonna hit you over the smack mm-hmm. you over the head yeah, with. Yeah, exactly. Y'all intelligent black guy. Lib, L- didn't right I say degrees. this?
0: Didn't I say this?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, wise. Thank Got all the right degrees. Got all the <laughs> and he's another fucking corporate dem. Look it up. Yep. So, he's, he's further to the right than Nancy is. Come on now. Come on now. Come on now, Jay. We're not going to fall for the banana in the tailpipe again. <laughs> We're not doing it. We're not going to do it. And I, I just wish lefties could be more strategic and understand she's playing the game. Understand that the thing that we love most about Bernie was what? My fucking campaign is funded by people. 25 bucks. That's who funded my shit. I don't have a crazy pack behind me. Mm -hmm. I don't have the fucking $3,000 donor class behind me. I don't have Harvard behind me. I don't have that. I got the people behind me. I don't have the traditional means by which the Democratic Party gets funding for campaigns. I don't got that group of people who shelves that money behind me. Mm. I got people behind me. But also what that means, I'm not, I don't have to rub elbows with y'all. I don't have to play your games. I don't have to kowtow, oh, Joe's my man. He wants to look out for this. He's very connected to the financial services industry. So in my campaign, I can't go out and be against it because Joe's my man. And this like, I don't have to play those games. But at the same time, when it was time to rally the troops, the troops could all rally against Bernie because he wasn't one of them. Right. That's what motherfuckers don't want (laughs) to (laughs) accept. That's what they don't want to accept about the club. Like a lot of this shit doesn't boil down to your Medicare for all shit. A lot of this shit, this shit's a club. Yeah. This shit's about power. This yeah. shit's about who scratched my back, and now I'ma scratch theirs. That's what they don't want to understand about politics. Like, sorry guys, I know you wish it want to wish it away, but it is still politics. So you can call this call the squad, missed all their bitches, their pussies. They missed an opportunity to do what? <laughs> to get Pelosi out of there. Yes, I agree she should be out of there. Yeah. I don't think it should be for Hakeem Jeffries, bro. Nah. <laughs> Me neither. So we could just have him for the next fucking 20 years? Whew. Man. He's in his forties. Yeah. Hmm. But I don't want I don't see the I don't see the utility in that fight. Nah. I wanna dedicate this joint right here. Jonathan, Jackson, and George Jackson. Peace to those brothers. When they call me down, One shout out my man Shurn the Worm. Around, 80 years. Come on, niggas. For me. Come on, niggas. For me. Oh. I just burnt my American flag. Sent three cracker Nazis to hell
0: and I'm sad. Hello and welcome to the Burn It Down podcast. I'm your host Jay Hezekiah, along with my co-host Olivia Seaman. Say hello, Liv.
2: Hello.
0: Uh, today we're going to be talking to Henry from Twitter. Henry, you tell us a little about yourself. We you are and
1: uh, who you are
0: and where you're from. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, my name's Henry. Um, I grew up.
3: I mean, I was born outside of the U.S. in the Dominican Republic and I moved to the U.S. when I was young and I grew up in Connecticut. Um, I was originally always some form of leftist since I grew up with like of a Afro-Latina feminist mother and where I identify like social and when it comes to like politics and things like that, I'm more around like socialist. Slash some form of communist.
4: Hmm.
0: All right, yeah. Um. So would would you would you say that uh, being uh, um Afro Latino or Afro Latinx, whatever, um, whatever you feel is best uh, to describe that? Um. Do you feel th- that um? being in your community helped you to be a leftist more
3: um i think so like
0: cuz i moved back
3: to the Dominican Republic and i became mm. part of like this um, marxist student union I mean student group in my college there mm. and i really saw like all how um how they worked like internationally which made me have some sort of different nuance compared to other socialists or leftists in the U.S.
0: Yeah, because we left the left in the U.S. is really still fringe. So, like, we don't have Marxist groups in our colleges, you know what I mean? If we do, they're they're keeping it hush-hush. Liv, go ahead, you have anything?
2: Um, yeah. That, that, that's so interesting. Um, I imagine, like, like yeah, because, like, I feel like leftist is, like, still kind of a dirty word, you know, around the parts, of, like, where I, where I live and where I came from. You know, like, I, I remember, like, being a teenager and, like, trying to identify as a communist and my parents, like, losing their minds. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. Did, <laughs> did your folks have, like, kind of a different opinion? Um, You know, uh, did they support your, like, leftist beliefs?
3: Um yeah they're pretty much were the ones that like gave it to me because my mom she was um she was always with like these feminist organizations during most of her life so she's gone to like brazil and like dozens of other countries like with these organizations like um having like sort of like organizing and um doing several different like when it comes to like social movements in different Latin American countries,
2: wow, that's amazing. Uh, can I ask you a question too about like um having having a mother um that that's a feminist? Like I I don't know many people that grew up having and uh, you know uh, people that grew up having like a feminist mother. Like how do you think like um that's uh, shaped shaped your beliefs and you know?
3: Um, I think it gave me like a good head start but it doesn't like entirely erase the like the sexism that's completely inside of like society and capitalism because like i still have had to grow personally just to reach my current level but it definitely made everything much easier i didn't make the same sort of blunders or mistakes that most people have it was pretty easy because it's pretty much been the framework of what i grew up around like i grew up around um lesbian feminists and all sorts of stuff like that and I've always been very accepting of that but still there's society still ingrained some form of like misogyny within you that even I had to work on like most of my life
2: yeah I I that's it's just so interesting because I wonder like um you know um, how how people how, I wonder how men identify um, and relate to the concept of masculinity when they have a feminist mother I wonder if that you know changed the way she kind of raised you or
3: anything like that you know <laughs> um I think like even like when it comes to like feminism and like Latin American countries it's there's lots of masochismo like ma- like that's yeah. something pretty big in like Mexico and, and other Latin American countries so she still like struggled a bit with that but she had like theory and everything down and she passed a that to
0: me wow that's
2: amazing so cool
0: <laughs> yeah. you know one thing i've noticed is that uh a lot of a lot of uh, south american countries are are way more to the left than we are and and you know that's part of the reason why the u.s does so does so many coups down there uh do you, do you feel that's uh that's still the case or, or like do you feel like that's the reason why it's so much easier for you know you guys to have you know leftist movements down there
3: um yeah it partially has to do with like cuba let itself remain as some sort of stronghold for um for um when it comes to like that sort of awareness to society like like every country has its footprint of like American imperialism on it like in where I was born in the Dominican Republic the US sent down like tens of thousands of troops to instill uh, um, a dictator that um, I think it was Lyndon B. Johnson said he's a son of a bitch but he's our son of a bitch at least so they, they like let him do whatever he wanted as long as he fulfilled like US interests wow so like most Latin American countries have that, like, directly instilled into their their history, so it makes it easier for the people to have some form of awareness, because they can just ask their grandparents what they experienced.
0: Yeah, I mean, it feels like... Okay. Like, I've come to this conclusion um, with the Middle East and why so many people in the Middle East hate America. And, like... I feel like it's the same way in in Latin America as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, like if you if you keep you know fucking around in their countries, yeah, they're gonna hate you. Like I, I think that's just common sense. You know what I mean? Like that's why they ha- why we have so many you know quote unquote terrorist groups in the Middle East because you know we keep fucking with them, right? You know what I mean? And, you know, if if you want people, you know, in Latin America to hate capitalism, one way to do it is to keep fucking with their countries and overthrowing their duly elected leaders and installing a vicious dictator. I think that's one way. You know, this is how we have all these problems now. Like, it, it's all caused by capitalism. Right. And uh, I don't think a lot of people, you know, who live in this country in particular, realize that they just think, you know, well these people are evil because we're we're America and we get to do what we want and only we are good and everybody else is a shithole country, and, you know. Um, yeah, I, I just yeah. wanted to make. That- <laughs> I can
2: imagine a bunch of hicks saying, "What do you guys like, American democracy?" He, you know, like you gotta be. <laughs> You know, I just imagine, like, um, yeah, dumb picks being like, America doesn't do anything wrong, you know, overseas, like. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I, and I mean, it's, it's, it's very telling that, like, they, they say that we're spreading democracy, but all we do is install dictators. That's <laughs> not democracy at all. <laughs> That's the polar opposite.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright, um, yeah, thanks for sharing that with us, man. Um. All right, now let's get to the the politics of the day. Uh, obviously, what's in the news now, um, splintering the left once again. Well, well, let's go back a little bit. Um, how did you feel about the force of the vote, uh, Raleigh, what have you? Um, the hashtag, the whole you know kerfuffle. Hmm. Uh, Jimmy Dore's idea to uh, basically. Um, overthrow Nancy Pelosi, uh, unless we got a vote for Medicare for all. How did you feel about that? Um, overall, like I started out like, um,
3: cause there wasn't very much like information regarding what, um, progressives were doing in Congress. So I was like, oh, wow. I actually agree with this leveraging our vote for, to get the vote for Medicare for all. But then it just quickly devolved into some sort of. Um, I didn't like how it was formed as some sort of spearhead to directly, like, um, the best word would be like undermine progressives in, in Congress rather than. It, was, it always kept shielding itself under the the guise of like, oh, we're just holding their feet to their fire. We're criticizing them, but it was, it was, it didn't seem to be doing what, the most pragmatic. Um, the most pragmatic uh, function that I've seen in other organizations and movements I've been involved. So it just quickly turned me off. I over overall I saw that Jimmy Dore like since it was his original idea, and then I saw how MPP like sort of they themselves said it was his campaign along with theirs. So then I just I just didn't support it anymore but then it turned it just kept getting even worse because it sort of made like a new or it exasperated the a certain aspect on the left that made it so people were quick to like betray each other like i've had mutuals that i've been friends with since i've joined twitter for like three four years or more that just that just outright cussed me out for disagreeing with them on something that's just a some a strategy that just came up last second and then after yeah like after digging in a little more i saw that it might not it's probably not the best strategy and that that they might Mm -hmm. in different concessions and it just made me have like a sort of a bad um bad feeling about it it's it, it just lost the whole the whole um goal that it was looking for
0: yeah. I mean I, I completely agree man I, I, Like I'm, I'm of the The belief That like if you don't have Any options The best option is to You know Start a conversation around Medicare for all like, I, I, At the time I kind of Agree with it but at the same time I was like Okay this this vote even if we do Get this vote isn't going to go anywhere It's just going to make a whole bunch of people mad um, we already know who doesn't support Medicare for all. They tell you on TV all the fucking time. Like I, I don't even know why we have to do this. It, it would fail. It would. It would have failed. And then where do we go from there? You know what I mean? Like it. It just seemed like to me it was. It was just performative. Yeah. And you, you know you're putting everything on the line for a performative vote, and it's like okay. Okay, what then after that? Like, what what are you going to do after that? And then what if if Nancy Pelosi would have said, no, well, I'm not doing this. Okay, you would have withheld your vote for Nancy Pelosi. They would have voted again, and then we get somebody worse than Nancy Pelosi? We get Hakeem Jeffries? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I don't want Hakeem Jeffries to be... Speaker of the House I'd much rather have Na- I mean I hate Nancy Pelosi too But Yeah She need to get the fuck up Out of there But You know If the choice is between Nancy Pelosi And Hakeem Jeffries I'm gonna choose Nancy Pelosi
3: Yeah Cause he's younger And like they, It seems like The establishment Realized that They didn't groom A replacement for them And they're all Turning into Um They're all aging Out of this You can just look at The example of Fine Like They've, none of them have really groomed some sort of successor for them, and I think they initially they started like doing that after the whole phenomenon that was AOC, and Jeffrey seems to be like the one they set their sights on, and like if they did the forced vote, that would have just given him the perfect opportunity to like be the new young head of of the Democratic Party.
0: Yeah, which would be bad for us because. King Jeffries is more to the right of Nancy Pelosi. So, just because he's black, don't mean he's progressive. You know what I mean? He and it would have it would have been even worse because now you have a black man being the face of the establishment, and every time you you, you criticize, dude, they just gonna say, well, they just criticizing him because he's black. And I'm black, and I and I'm from the hood, so I know that's how it was gonna work. Black people do it all the time with Obama. Yeah. You can't criticize Obama. If you do, you, you know what I mean? You're Uncle Tom. <laughs> so, you know, it would have been the same way with Hakeem Jeffries. So, just be careful what you wish for when you're when you're out here, you know, pushing for these harebrained schemes. That's not going to go anywhere, you know what I mean? I think one of, like, my biggest um, issues with
3: it was that, like... The whole a broken clock can be right once or twice a day,
4: mm-hmm. so
3: mm-hmm. his initial idea was, it, it could work in different scenarios and stuff, but we're in a pandemic, and like when it comes to movements and ideas, like there's always an initial idea, but then what, what it does is they build strategy around it, they develop the idea, they get all the pros and cons, they establish that out. They argue that, and they go through different um, organizations and see, "Hey, are you okay with this? Well, well, if we do this plan, that you're allied with us, will this set you your organization back? Because that's something that really wasn't considered. Like the nurses' union, the um, and other Medicare for all union Medicare for all organizations. Like, why would why should they back a force to vote? Because their main argument was that." hey, we can use them, they're no vote for this, to primary them. So, but why right. would different organizations that have built their membership and stuff, why would they want to be involved in that process of attacking Democrats?
4: Mm-hmm. They, yeah. want to,
3: uh, they want to do the whole, um, they want to fight for Medicare for all, but if you just put use them to attack Democrats, that sort of, it harms the membership of, of their whole organization. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. You 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 lose a lot more people on your side doing that. So then, you know what I mean?
3: Yeah, you just have to measure: is it worth it for? Yeah, considerations.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and and you know that's 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 the thing with a lot of the, the Twitter left. I, I don't feel like the I don't feel like people step out of the bubble enough. Um. I think Medicare for All is a is a real thing we could coalesce around. But I mean if you if you if you're alienating all your potential allies, you know, just for one vote, I mean, I just don't think that's going to work out, you know. I, I, that's going nowhere. Like you're not going to get anything done. If you want to get Medicare for All, we need as many people on our side as possible. And and alienating, you know, one of the most popular politicians we have in office right now, and you know, calling her trash is is really stupid. Yeah, like (laughs) timing just couldn't be any worse. Yeah, why
3: it just ended up with the left gets fractured in the beginning of the Biden administration? Mm -hmm. Like that's the worst time for that to happen. We should have united and. We should have helped the progressives in there, like get some sort of foothold for us to like continually step towards. But now it's just it it fractured the deme- the progressives in there. Um, if they advertise and or like if they're, their 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 efforts to get primary challengers for the upcoming elections, that just really undermined their ability to do that.
0: Um, do you do you feel as though this is a do you still feel as though we can come back from this? Um or do you think, you know, this is just the way it is now?
3: I think there's always some way to get back from it, but it really depends, like, people putting their egos in check. Mm. Like, the vote didn't happen. They had their own strategy that they've been building up for, like, at least half a year. And it, right now it just feels more like it's Twitter beef. Cause, yeah. cause um like there's definitely a lot we can criticize AOC and the squad for
4: mm-hmm.
3: like for example being how they don't have like some sort of liaison liaison or um, someone that speaks to large heads in, on the left cause that's, some, that's something they should have done to like coordinate with all the people on the left when it comes to like going doing their goals I think that's something they've been missing mm-hmm. but but um, but they've had their strategy already. Like, they're reintroducing Medicare for All in the House and Senate in a few weeks, and that's gonna make a huge pressure campaign. And you don't hear that from people that were on forced vote. Like, they've yeah. been doing
0: that. So, yeah, I, I just read that recently, and I was like, oh, well, this has been the plan all along. Yeah. So, you know, we, would, we were just all, you know, listening to Jimmy Dore, because... Why? why and again yeah so like if they if we did the
3: force to vote it would have burned a lot of bridges of people that
4: mm-hmm.
0: are answerss
3: as well as new incoming congress members like from mm. the and Senate there's more new people coming in and the one that just replaced um, Kamala he he's a, a medicare for all advocate mm. So we have more people and this was originally their goal already that's why. Um, force the vote would have gone counter to it because it, it would have pressured like people that are on the they're on the fence about it and It wouldn't really have the best it wouldn't it wouldn't be um as Fluid when it comes to the upcoming campaigns that are coming on right now because yeah. step right now is um we're gonna do like whole pressure campaign, we're going to reach out to new Congress members, to the old ones, and reintroduce Medicare for All there, and then everyone's going to have the opportunity to become a co-sponsor.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, alright, let's 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 take it a little further. Um, speaking of splintering the left, uh, now there's a new strategy out. Um, and as a black man, I have to say, <laughs> oh man, this is uh, because we just did a shooting for Living Jay, um, about the stock market, and in and, and between that, we talked about this Jimmy Doerr's plan, and, and it's always Jimmy Doerr, it seems like, but here we go again Jimmy <laughs> Doerr's plan of uh, allying with uh, Anti-establishment or populist right-wing groups. Um, How do you feel about that? Do you feel that that's even a good idea? Um, Personally, I think it's you know a little alarming. But I I, want to ask you first. React to this, please.
3: Um, I think it's like it could be. I think they try to do it in like well meaningly or whatever. But it, it was it's it's been tried and done. Like almost all of the texts or theories and literature is like, No, we cannot work with fascists. That's <clears throat> the that's the first step. We beat the fascists. Like with this election, I think around eighty million people did not vote. So when you like have Boogaloo boys, on one hand, like a few thousand people that are outright fascist and are right and would view and they're actually against Medicare for all. And there's the whole population of like 80 million eligible voters that didn't vote that you can pick from. Like, one is bigger than the other. One will be, will need to be like, one will need to be de radicalized before you can even bring them into the, your yeah. organization. Like, it's just seems like silly. It seems more like, um, it's seen from the perspective of someone that's in the media business, because that's what, that seems really cool. Wow, these bad guys, we're going to unite with the, um, with the fascists against the establishment. That's like bombastic and, but it's still not really realistic. It's wasted. Yeah,
0: and I mean, it's, it's been done throughout history. And you know, as soon as the right wing gets what they want, they flip the script and point the finger at us, and then we're left holding the bag. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's it's always it's that's always how it works. Um, and when you have you know some blue boy guy on your show who says, well, I, I, I support Black Lives Matter and I I, I support you know gay rights. Um, why the fuck would you believe him when he yeah. says that? Like that's my whole thing. Like these motherfuckers could just be lying. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I mean, why would you take them at face value? Like I, that's one thing I don't understand. You you trust in right wingers o- over your own? Like it just doesn't make any sense to me. And as a black man who who knows, you know that you can't trust white people anyway. <laughs> When I when I see a white man, you know, trusting a waste a racist white man, I'm like, "Yo, what the fuck, bro? I thought you was on my side." Exactly. And you know, I'm a leftist, so I know I know better, but like I I cohabitate with a lot of, you know, just regular democratic voting black people who aren't leftists. And when they see, you know, white leftists hanging out with with, you know, racist white guys, they gonna... What are they gonna say? You know what I mean? I I, I, I don't... Yeah. yeah. Like, it's just... It's a bad look for you. (laughs) You know what I mean? And I made this point on the show earlier. I was saying that, like, if you want to get more people on your side, I don't think the best way to go about that is to, you know, hitch your wagon to white supremacists. I just... (laughs) <laughs> okay. I mean, I feel like you're alienating a lot more people than you realize when you do that.
4: Yeah. That's absolutely true.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's just I, I, I just feel like that's common sense. But I mean the the recent discourse around this is just man, it's got me it's it's got me thinking like, well maybe I was wrong, you know what I mean? Like I feel like I'm being ghastly. Like, oh, yeah. do, are, do we really support Black Lives Matter, or are we just are, are we just saying that? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, these yeah. are the people who are in the streets whooping our asses. Like, are you, are you serious? Okay. Oh man. Yeah. And
3: like, go
2: ahead. Oh no! Please go ahead.
3: Um, it was it's not even revealed like how how fake they're being because like when you go to any of the big Boogaloo accounts, they're all. Kyle Rittenhouse fans Like they all love him They all support him Even the guy that was on the show He supported Kyle Rittenhouse Or whatever his name was
4: hmm.
3: Like it's not even that well hidden Like that they're actually yeah. Just Lying
0: Yeah Um. I, I don't know if you If you saw but um There was a, a A post going around Where there was like a message board With a bunch of you know right-wing populist guys and they were talking about well we have to re- rehabilitate our image mm-hmm. and they were saying in order to do this we can you know team up with the with the left to try to overthrow the government or whatever because you know that's their end goal they're trying to start a race war and, and overthrow the government and you know create a white hegemony that's what they're trying to do that's their end goal, and they were saying, "Well, if we can work with Black Lives Matter and you know leftist organizations and target the, their their leaders on Twitter and get them to to you know unite with us, and you know it was it was all a big plan. Like I saw the post; I, I know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So, like they they this was their plan from the jump, and people had just fallen for it. I mean. Are you surprised at this? Do you feel like I just I, I just don't know how people are this stupid? Like yeah, like, you know like, what I mean. Like I don't mean to insult people, but it's like how could you not see this coming? Yeah, like um, like it
3: happened in the past, like with um Richard Spencer. He was like the staffer mm-hmm. white supremacist, the white. He's wearing always wearing a suit and tie, and basically trying to um trying to like appeal to people that aren't as radicalized that's always been the goal like mm-hmm. fashion and racist they're not gonna say oh wow I'm a white supremacist I'm a racist no they're gonna bring you in the memes and 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 um and with like appealing to whatever they think you think attracts you or whatever but yeah. it's, but it's it's never really to hidden and it's it's always been a cycle like, um, twenty fifteen or sixteen or whatever, it was. Um, it was that whole thing with the alt right, Richard Spencer. He was trying, to, um, and them creating the whole pipeline to the right, like mm-hmm. um, ben Shapiro, um, Crowder, um, and a bunch of other ones. It's always been like they have the people that look good for liberals and normal people that eventually beat you down the pipeline to whole right fu- outright. White supremacy, and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but and
0: propaganda. and now you now you know, yeah, it's it's effective too because now it's pulling people from from the left <laughs> to their side, and it's like, how could y'all not? Like, this is the thing we've all been fighting against for like our entire lives, and y'all just willing to give in? Like, I I, I don't understand.
3: it's guilt to our sensibilities yeah
0: and I, I and like I, I get it like I understand why people are angry and like cause you know the democrats are dragging their feet on everything and, and like I, I really I get it I really do but I, I again there's a lot more people you could unite with and it'd be a hell of a lot easier to get them to agree with you than it right. would The populist or the far right like i just like you could get you know some people who voted for trump to agree with you over you know the boogaloo boys like that's (laughs) you know what i mean like that's it's just it's just crazy to me like there would
3: be less of a response if they're like oh let's get um let's get trump supporters because trump supporters they voted a lot of them voted twice for obama so Mm -hmm. they're more easier to bring to our side than like in an organization of white supremacists they're trying to do the race it Like <laughs> a no brainer. Yeah. yeah.
4: It's
0: it, and, and it's funny, like, I laugh when you say that because it's like, duh You know what I mean? It, they're white supremacists. Like it's just I don't know, man. Like I, I feel like we're we're running on a hamster wheel to nowhere. Like, you know what I mean? Like every time I wake up, it's something else that that's like Seems like, you know, everybody should be on the same page, but we're not. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just, it's just, man, I, I, I don't know, man. But I, f- I, feel like, I feel like the more people I talk to, though, um, agree with, with, with us and think that you know this is stupid.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: So I, I feel like this is only a fringe few. Go ahead, Liv. Oh,
2: yeah, I was wondering, just like, um, you know why is this shit getting this much attention? Because to to me, it seems that, you know, originally I was like, is this what the left's doing? But it seems more and more folks, like, agree with us. So is this just, like, you know, a matter of people getting attention and clicks and all that shit and stirring up stuff to, like, get attention? Because it doesn't, it's not being reflective, like, reflected in the views of the people that we talk to. You know what I mean? Right. I don't know anybody personally that's, like, uh, you know, yeah, let's, let's go high-five some fucking Nazis, you know?
4: Mm-hmm.
2: i I'm, I'm just, I'm just wondering, like, is this, like, okay, let me go down the conspiracy theory rabbit hole. Is this something that's from the outside of the left that's meant to splinter the left? And I know that sounds ridiculous, and I, you know, I believe it could be ridiculous, but I just don't understand But I'm not seeing it reflected in, you know, the leftists that, that I talk to.
4: Yeah.
3: Like, um, like it
2: could. Talk to leftists that don't, you know, think like me and Jay, so I don't. <laughs>
3: <laughs> like, um, it's a lot of it is like, um, like people don't have, like, the best, um, political instincts or whatnot. Like, um, like when you say, oh, let's unite with people that are also working class and want to change how the system currently is, but. It doesn't read nuance, like, some people, are, like, this is like a small group of people that are already radicalized and compared mm-hmm. to, like, other groups that are, like, less appealing, like, like it seems like a, a, a more um, rewarding accomplishment to, like, get Nazis or Uh-oh. white supremacists into your side than just some boring liberal that watches MSNBC every day.
2: Like yeah, it speaks to it speak yeah. That that sounds slightly narcissistic. The idea of like, spin, like changing Nazis. Like, look how you know strong everything is. Like yeah, that's that seems a bit theatrical. I mean, if that's what it is.
0: Yeah, I think that's exactly what it is because, you know, it's a it's a lot of talking heads on YouTube and Twitter who are who are championing this this kind of idea, and you know it's. And I'm not gonna lie, I'm one of them. You know what I mean? I'm I'm a talking head. I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like I I have enough sense to know that you know this is this is stupid.
4: Yeah.
0: Like this is not gonna work out for you. Yeah. Mm-mm. It's it's just really not. And i like I got family members who vote Democrat, and and they they say they agree with me, but when they look at what the left is offering.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: What the hell are we doing? Like we don't coalesce around anything but but fighting. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we just fight all the time.
2: And you know, here's the thing too. I always think of like, okay, the leftist that thinks they're manipulating and swaying a fascist. The fascist thinks they're doing the same fucking thing to you. Yeah,
4: that's the thing. That's you the know? thing.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and and this is this is the this is my point. Like they're trying to do the same thing. This is what they want. They want more people on their side. Mm -hmm. So you think you thinking that you're just gonna unite with them and give them nothing in return? Exactly. (laughs) Hey man, (laughs) (laughs) I I got some swamp land and food to sell you. That's all I'm saying,
4: bro. That's that's crazy.
0: That's crazy as shit.
3: Like, they're libertarians, a lot of them, and, like, you mm-hmm. tell them, oh, um, we support Medicare for All, like, they don't even support, like, insurance companies, like, being forced to take people with, like, disabilities or, like, pre-existing conditions, they don't even support mm-hmm. something that almost all liberals support, so yeah. it just seems like, like, some people seem to, like, hate liberals so much that they would... yeah, yeah
0: like, man. And that, that's another thing I wanted to ask you. Um, do you feel like nowadays it's, uh, like I've noticed this bef- like way before um, the Joe Biden thing. I, f- I feel like we, we've come to a place where we hate liberals more than we hate the right wing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, I understand that liberals are annoying, but like, Come on man <laughs> like we gotta know who our real enemies are right
3: yeah like like I agree with them it's fun to like dunk on liberals but mm-hmm. like like the only thing you're doing you're not being affected mm-hmm. like people that like never like engage with um, conservatives or never like attack them. And they're just like their whole focus, or their their, like their whole politics is just on dunking liberals online, and that's just not effective. Like Mm. at the end of the day, like that's where we're gonna get more people to join the left from.
4: Yeah,
0: yeah, especially the working class liberals or the working class people who vote Democrat. That's that's like that's what I like to call them. The only people I call liberals are the people. who are on TV. They are the only people I call liberals. Rich Democrats who vote for, you know, Nancy Pelosi and shit. <laughs> <laughs> because when I was when I was a regular Democrat, I wasn't I wasn't what you call a liberal. I, I I couldn't care less about Democrats. I just voted for them because they was the only game in town, you know what I mean? <laughs> like what, what the hell I'm gonna do vote for George Bush. Like get the hell out of here.
4: <laughs>
2: You know, I Um, always go ahead. ahead. This is this is maybe a little bit. uh, I always think about this thing, and maybe it's like you know, micro macro like, why do liberals get so much shit? And liberals are imperfect, obviously. But I think about the dynamic that happens in families where you know, let's say you have an abusive father, right? But you have an enabling mother well who gets the brunt of the hatred from the children it's going to be the enabling mother and not the abusive father and Mm -hmm. i just wonder if that's like a similar dynamic that's playing out in um politics
4: yeah yeah
3: it makes that makes perfect sense like um like we have liberals they're always gaslighting us over what Mm. conservatives are doing so many people like they they um they face their anger towards towards the people that are gaslighting them like even Republicans are the enemies, they're the ones like, in attack mode. Liberals are, they're like, they're exactly, they exactly have that role that you just named. They're like the enabling person in the whole thing.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, they're the ones they're supposed to protect. They're the, one, they're the ones that are supposed to go know better and go, you know, do the right thing. Yep. Yeah. Uh,
0: and then, you know, it's always easier to attack the enabling than it is mm-hmm. to you know actually face your real enemy
4: mm-hmm. oh yeah you know
0: what i mean like it's it's always easier to fight democrats democrats are pushovers yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> that's another thing too like the, the hardest thing when like it's like the dynamics of like a family setting or another setting like the hardest thing to do is let your abuser know that like you know they're abusive like they say that's one of the hardest things to like deal with mm-hmm. like to express so i don't know yeah because they're not going to fucking give you any like rope. They're not going to fucking, you know. Right.
0: And uh and like I I always say we we give, you know, liberals a lot of shit for not actually fighting against the right, but we do the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, and it's just really I like the irony of this is not lost on me, you know. People <laughs> who are willing to join up with the far right instead of fighting them—it's while while uh, Joe Biden and in in, in, in his speeches are always talking about unity—it's it's really funny. Like the irony of that is not lost on me at all. It's <laughs> just, oh my god! Oh my god!
2: The fact that the the, the Proper leftists like fucking stand for mm.
4: whatever.
2: whatever a proper leftists, as much as people, you know. I mean, you'd think, you know, being anti-fascist and anti-Nazi, but
0: yeah. Uh, one one thing I did want to ask you about, um, I, I I read one of your your Twitter posts recently, um, talking about AOC and um, basically how popular she is and i was i was uh i've made this point before and um just let me know if you agree with this i i i i I keep telling people on the left that we could even if aoc isn't like the perfect you know marxist leftist you know communist general we want her to be like she is in all the memes (laughs) (laughs) even if she's not that she's the perfect vessel for us to pull more people to our side yeah, yeah. we could use her popularity to our advantage mm-hmm. like really well and I think tearing her down is the biggest mistake we could make because yeah. if you want to get anything you actually have to be popular I, I, I know people don't don't um, like politics but politics is still politics You have to pay. You have to play the game. Mm -hmm. You actually have to get people to listen to you. (laughs) You know what I mean? How how do you do? You feel I'm right about this? Do you feel as though we could actually be using the squads and AOC in particular, their popularity to our advantage? Absolutely.
3: Like um, when it comes to like um, influence. In politics and stuff like that, like AOC, the Squad, they've got star power, and that's something that we need to cultivate and make stronger. Because, like all these, um, all these old names of the establishment, they're all they're just they're just like one step away from being on the other side. Yeah. So, if nothing crazy happens, AOC and the Squad, like the party, is going to belong to them because they've got star power. So that's the biggest threat that that is against establishment, because like once her endorsements start weighing as much as um, is, for example, like um, Maxine Waters or Chuck Schumer or Obama and stuff like that, when it comes to like inside the Democratic Party, that's when even the centrists and the right-leaning Democrats need to like pay respect to her, mm-hmm. and like and. Paying respect and it comes by co-sponsoring their bills and not being like the deciding vote that makes, sure, that makes their bills and stuff fall apart because they're gonna use that power against you. So like, um, popularity is like the most important aspect, the thing that threatens the Democratic Party the most because if, if we go by like, as all these people start retiring and the people and the names that you think when you think of the Democratic Party, are like um, Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan Omar, um, Ayanna Presley, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. That's when they lose like the power of votes. Like it doesn't matter what sort of um, raking or like going through like the great path to like win um, primaries. It's not gonna matter anymore because they're gonna have like the whole collective of votes.
0: Mm-hmm. And and that's literally my thank you, thank Mm -hmm. you. You're the first person on the show that that I've asked that question, and I'm glad you articulated it so well because this is this is a new thing that I'm I'm actually coming to uh to realize um, that being right isn't always you know the correct thing. And I know that sounds a little a little asinine, but but allow me to clarify a little further. You can be right and still, you know, not get anything out of it. Yeah. Like being right doesn't mean you win. You know what I mean? You can be right and lose all the fucking time. And to be honest with you, as a leftist, I'm sick and tired of losing. Like I want, I want to win at least one battle in my lifetime. You know what I mean? And I, I feel like, you know, getting more people on our side. Like even if they don't agree with us one hundred percent, like we can champion at least one thing at a time. Like I think Medicare for all is one thing we can actually get a lot of people on board with. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And
2: I and, feel it's it's only as ethical as the results it gets. So like we get get Medicare for all people would stop dying like they're fucking dying that's yeah. fucking incredible people would yeah. get healthcare, preventive preventative health care like that would quickly mean lots of folks staying alive like i mean what do you you know you want like i mean that's what i want like
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and and like i feel like the best way to do that is to you know have you know more and more people you know realize that hey um yeah, like maybe we should start listening to these leftists. They're, they're not as bad as we hear on TV, you know what I mean?
4: Yeah.
0: <laughs> like if we have if we have, you know, AOC going on TV and making the case for us, even if the media is lying about them, if they're popular enough, they'll start agreeing with it with the shit they say, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, I think it's wonderful that AOC is playing video games with, with you know, Twitch followers and shit because you know she's gonna get those people to vote for her
2: exactly like where's <laughs> the left, where's the leftist propaganda what if you were like hi yeah like, that's what i
0: mean so like why, why why don't we have our own propaganda you know what yeah.
2: i mean <laughs> hi i'm so and so and i think your diabetes medication should be fucking free
0: yeah mm-hmm. yeah because like I- we need to start messaging yeah. ourselves better
2: yeah like, like why, why are we failing at this all the time? Because I don't know, if, if somebody came up to me and they were like, hey, I think your medicine should be fair, I'd be like, wow, well, it sounds like you're my friend, what's up? What else you got to say? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
3: So- like, there's this one example I saw a month ago, like, um, I think it was Jamal Bowman. Mm-hmm. He posted this quote that was like, like, um, it a cer- only a certain amount could fit into, like, the characters, but, like, there was, like, a following part after that that he didn't include, but, um, it was something that was like very um a very leftist message and people like completely dogpiled him for that and they just didn't understand that um that was a whistle blow, That was like a, a that was a dog whistle, like for the left. Mm. Like there's this public message, then there's the deep, very radicalized leftist message <laughs> that he perfect out. Yet people are mad that he did a dog whistle for the left. Mm. Like, like you don't see that from any politician you only see that on the right they do like a very racist message but they make it so it's palatable to like normal people but attached to it is a very vicious like dog whistle to white supremacists and
4: Yeah.
3: on the left does that and like we just attack them because they didn't put the whole thing <laughs> Right.
4: And,
0: and that's the thing man that's the thing we 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 yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. I, I saw that post too, and people were mad at him for that. And I'm like, y- you don't understand. Like he's he's a politician. Yeah, he actually has to get more people to agree with him. He can't go full Marxist shit <laughs> Yeah, <shit-posting>. yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it's just, and I feel I feel like this is where the left gets lost. This is why we always lose and because we alienate p- more people who be on our side by being you know gung-ho communists all the time and, and I'm not saying stop being yourself that's not what I'm saying I'm saying get somebody to agree with you on one thing first exactly. then you can push them more to your side you know what I mean this is what the right wing does all the time they go oh well you don't want these poor people in your neighborhood do you And that's how they get a whole bunch of, you know, right-wing people on their side. They do it all the time. Why can't we do that? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like,
2: If I do another macro to macro, forgive me. If I sound like I view everything in terms of abuser and abused, (laughs) not ideology, but I was also thinking about the thing, too. Like, okay, so if you... Let's say you come out against an abuser, right? Well, they're gonna have this carefully orchestrated, contrived kind of reaction, right? And then, like, you'll be left with your you know, squabbling emotions. It's wrong! It's not right! All these kinds of things. And, like, I was just thinking, like, if you view that in terms of right and left, and I hate... I've obviously got an ideology, like, with the <laughs> abuser and abuser, but, uh, abused and abuser, um, but...
4: Like,
2: it we, we gotta we gotta play the same game we gotta play the same game we gotta have the con we gotta have the propaganda we've gotta fucking do the dog whistling we've gotta do. We gotta be effective mm-hmm. <sighs> forgive
4: me
2: any any critiques of what i said and you know
0: what i'm saying yeah it makes perfect make sure i agree with that yeah
2: all
0: right um henry i want i want to thank you once again for being on the show man um I feel like this is a very this is a very important conversation. Like we have to draw some kind of line in the sand with this whole let's join the right wing thing. Like that's all right. (laughs) Like I don't know about you, but I became a leftist to fight the right wing. I didn't become a leftist to, you know, join up. You know what I mean? Like that's not what I'm in this game for. Yeah.
3: Uh (laughs) Like We all we all said punch Nazis and <laughs> yeah.
0: It wasn't that like a couple years ago when we were saying it. Like, what happened? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the
2: people uh. who are only for visiting are going back to where they came
4: from.
0: <laughs> 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 mm-hmm. Oh man. Um. Do you have anything to plug? Uh. uh anything you're doing right now? You want to let people know about? Um no
3: not specifically like i'm working with um this institute like municipal and regional policy so we're working like to get certain stuff implemented when it comes to like policing in connecticut like
4: mm-hmm.
3: we're trying to get social um social workers to like do a crisis response but i don't really have anything specific to it. i
0: mean that's that's very important man I I, yeah. I I appreciate your work man keep doing what you do um keep fighting the good fight, man. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. Uh
0: thanks again for being on that show. I really appreciate
2: you. Thank you so much.
0: No Alright, um this has been the Burner Down Podcast for Olivia Seaman for our friend Henry from Connecticut. Uh I'm Jay Hezekiah. We'll see you later, guys. Alright, um so in summation. Um, I'm not teaming up the right wing. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) I'm not doing that.